Hey everyone, um, just before we start this episode, we just want to put a little disclaimer out there. Um, we are talking about some things regarding coronavirus and, and anxiety and fear and that sort of thing. We are only speaking from our personal experience. We have no clinical training. We're not pretending to have any clinical training. Um, so some of the things we talk about are purely from things that we have experienced um, in, our, in our lifetime and in our life together. And so we wanted to invite you all into that conversation um, with the full understanding that, um, that if you need to speak with a therapist or a licensed counselor, you absolutely should do that, okay? Um, and so we're just gonna start off with that and then hope that you enjoy our conversation. Back in our in our R Pod studio, it's always hard to say our R Pod. It comes out as like <laughs> our R Pod, <laughs> our R Pod. No, it's been a little while. We haven't been able to make it back out here for a little bit. We tried doing a little recording in the basement, and uh, it didn't work out quite as well. <laughs> so no. we figured this is like the perfect studio. It is. Yeah. As long as we can keep it warm, because we can't turn the heater on while we do this. <laughs> it's not super cold outside. It's just a little bit chilly, and there's some wind blowing. People might hear wind. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so we, you know, but it's definitely much more comfortable in here. Yeah. It is kind of like a studio. Well, yeah, and uh, we don't, <laughs> I mean, as much as we love Asher... Um, we don't have to worry about him waking up and crying, or crying or, yeah. you know, all kinds of fun noises. Although right. that might be more entertaining than us. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're doing a, a special episode today, we decided. So we're yeah. going to, we're going to, the plan is to release this midweek instead of normally on the weekend. Like we yeah, do. we were, we've been having some conversations at, uh, around all of this uh, sheltering in that we thought we should yeah. have with the mic on instead and just see what happens and yeah and at first we talked about let's not wade into all that because you know what do we have to offer we're not experts on anything we're not anything and then we we thought yeah but the whole point of this podcast is is inviting people into just the conversations that you and I are having yeah and so we thought well if we're having conversations about this then people might find that interesting or it might even be helpful well, it is the majority of our conversations within our household right now in this time, and we imagine that it's that way for um, probably everyone else, too. Yeah. So, at, at varying um, experiences and levels, of course, but... Um, and not, yeah. like, even specifically on, <clears throat> you know, the, the pandemic or anything, but more just because of all the effects. I mean, when you're... Yeah. When everybody is, is stuck in their homes... And, you know, and you don't really want to go out or, you know, you're not supposed to go out, right? Um, then, uh, I mean, you can't help but to have conversations around that and, you know, all that. But for, you know, today's special episode. You know. <laughs> okay, so just for the record, I debated you on this one. <laughs> On whether this was appropriate or not, because uh, I tend to be a bit sensitive to um, uh, humor in this time, yeah. uh, particularly around Corona. <laughs> the coronavirus. <laughs> heading into some Corona beer. <laughs> Which we never drink. We never drink. Okay. Now, listen, this is why this isn't funny, though. All okay. right. This is this is not an attempt to be whatever. All right. Th- right. What this is about is... We've been hearing that, like, people aren't buying Corona beer because of the coronavirus. And it's like, that's ridiculous. No, instead they, <laughs> they buy toilet paper yes, <laughs> because of the coronavirus. I mean, nothing <laughs> makes any sense anymore. <laughs> Not a goddamn bit of fucking sense. <laughs> nothing. It's all gone to hell. And everybody's watching that... They what what's his name Joe Exotic right now? <laughs> oh, the Tiger King. <laughs> the Tiger King. And I'm like, I'm like, this is who is in Fred Meyer. <laughs> <laughs> buying the toilet paper. That's right. Hoarding. And not a- buying the Corona. <laughs> right, right. 
Right. Uh, the second thing is, is that people aren't ordering Chinese food. And of course, you can't go out to eat anywhere. But, ooh, it's raining. You might hear some rain. In fact, I'm, I bet you people will hear some rain. Uh, so not buying Chinese food as takeout either right now. It's not... <laughs> I was going to say, it's not really time for us to eat Chinese food. It's it's a little early in the day for Chinese food, but <laughs> we're drinking. <laughs> not too early in the day to drink. Um, honey, we just had lunch. It is not too early for Chinese food. I know. I just... But I think of Chinese... Whatever. Anyway... So one thing at a time. We're doing Corona beer today. So as as our way, yeah. But of we couldn't. Supporting... We couldn't. Either one of us could not tolerate just a Corona. Well, I can I can drink a Corona and lime. I mean, that's I not can't. a big deal. Oh. I knew you couldn't. So what we're gonna do today is we're gonna make uh, Corona whiskey sours. Yes, we had to actually look up. We had we also had this conversation <laughs> because I was like, well, if we have to drink a Corona. Do you, can you make a cocktail with a Corona? And you're like, no. I'm like, there's no such thing as a beer cocktail. cocktail. Lo uh, and behold, <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> so, so I'm uh, putting some ice in the glasses now. Um, and we're going to make some uh, Corona whiskey sours. All right, so, you know, then, you know, we introduced the lover's quarrel a bit ago. Yeah. And people had, like, questions. We got several questions about, like, what's in that? You know, and so I'm gonna actually talk through. Oops, I'm gonna talk through what I'm doing in the Corona whiskey sour here. So, uh, just in case it's any good, I'm not imagining great things. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I have no. I have a big old bottle of water here as my backup plan right, for today. Right. So the first thing is is that we're gonna squeeze uh, some fresh lemon into both of our glasses. So that's what I'm doing right now. Um, and so it's got a little, because it's a, it's a sour. It's basically the, the uh, base of a whiskey sour, so it's going to have a lot of lime juice in it. And that goes really well with Corona, because, of course, when you drink a Corona, you drink it with a lime wedge. See, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a bartender, too. <laughs> aren't, you, uh, aren't you so lucky? Um, I wasn't going to use the word bartender. Um, I have two more uh, amazing calls coming up here today where I get to connect with, um, you know, oh, right. friends from all over. One of them with my team from, from Africa, Africa and then another with um, co-worker or previous co-workers. Right. Um, anyway, and uh, you had asked me earlier, does that mean I'm going to be bringing you drinks per your texting? <laughs> and um, <laughs> so I think the more appropriate name is... Cabana Boy. Oh, yeah. Today I'm going to be your... Cabana Boy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's offensive. I might be offended. I don't know. So... <laughs> or something. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. Okay. So I've got the lime and lemon in there. I'm going to put some simple syrup. I'm going to put a lot more in yours than in mine. So, because that'll just help with the sweet element. And then they said you can use bourbon, and that's what I have. So today on hand, I've got some wild turkey bourbon. I should probably take a picture of you doing this just because, I and don't then know. The, getting the, oh, there was the Corona. Okay, and now the Corona. And that gives it the fizz. Ooh, didn't that sound nice? Now, most whiskey sours, I guess, are shaken, but because of the beer fizz in it, I'm just giving it a paddle stir. Okay. I'm a little nervous. Yeah, it looks nice, doesn't it? It does, yeah. I think it looks really nice. Yeah. Okay, are we ready to try this? Okay. A Corona whiskey sour. That is terrible. <laughs> There's nothing good about that. Do you, do you want some more sweet in it? Would that help? You know, I, I can't even really describe what I'm experiencing. It has like a, a beer after essence. Not even a taste. It's like a beer after essence. Yeah, so... Hey, I'm, I, I'm really regretting that you didn't take my hint <laughs> yesterday that I left on the computer about Perry Street uh, pickup. 
Oh, geez. I didn't know that was a hint. Um, I had it on Mandarin Sour. <laughs> you could have gone and gotten a growler of it. You also could have gone and gotten a growler of it. <laughs> I get, man, that's, that's asking a lot of a cabana boy if I have to actually go on a drive. So, well, it's very lemony. It's very citrusy. There's some lime in there, I guess, too. Yeah. That's not your favorite, huh? Mm-mm. Yeah. I should try some more. I don't think I can drink. I've had two sips, and I, don't, I think that's all I can do. I'm gonna, I should try some more sweet in I, it for you. Then. No, it's the... It's the, it's the beer. It's, it's fucking Corona. <laughs> Here it's yours. Oh, you have nothing to drink then. I have nothing. Oh, I don't know. I just pour you a little whiskey shot. Then. I think I could use that right now. That might be kind of nice, wouldn't it? Okay. Well, we are in our R-Pod. So I have a little, another little glass here that I can just pour you a little shot of whiskey. Yeah, yeah you're not going to go for this either. What are you talking? Oh, God, that was I, a huge shot. Fast. It came out too fast. I'm sorry. I'm going to put some ice in here for you. Oh, my goodness. There you go. This Here's is a, a little bourbon a, on, on the rocks. Yeah, this is a, an absolute <laughs> fail. Yeah. yeah, well, I'm sorry. Um, you know, again, you can't win with everything, all right? So. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, I can't wait to see your face when you, <laughs> you do your I'm glad nobody else straight can. bourbon. Between the bitter beer and the <laughs> pucker from... Yeah, but I get to drink two whiskey sours mm -hmm. today, so, and I'll drink them both, so. No, that is much better. Wow. Yeah. I just converted you to whiskey drinking that easy. Just... I just, I just had to make you a really bad drink, and then you're like, whiskey's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it on. Okay, oh good. We're, I think I think we're off to a wonderful start. <laughs> Best episode yet. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, so maybe we shouldn't try to, you know, do things in light of, you know... A, is this trying a to learned? fix another thing. <laughs> I, I lost my words. <laughs> I told you it's that bad. In other words, we, we shouldn't, maybe we don't need to buy Corona beer if we're going to talk about the coronavirus. <laughs> maybe we can just talk about the coronavirus yeah. and drink whiskey. I have a feeling that was my idea in the very beginning. <laughs> yeah, well, your ideas usually are better than mine, <laughs> but mine are adventurous. So, <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. I don't think it's, I mean, it's not my favorite drink. I wouldn't order it in a in a bar, but uh, but it's not the most horrible God. thing I've ever had. If, if a bartender ever made that, it'd be like sacrilegious <laughs> to being a bartender. <laughs> Wait, that was me. Okay, so I guess that I guess I'm not really a bartender. My cabana boy is fired. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really why I did it. <laughs> So I don't have to be running your drinks all during your other two calls today. I can so. handle my own drinks. Okay. Just take the whole bottle down with That's me. Right. You can. You're very, very capable. Um, I, so in, um, now, like I said, we don't intend to have like a super deep dive into mm -mm. anything about the, about the coronavirus. Mm -mm. Um, there is, I think way too much misinformation out there for you and I to try to talk Throw about more into the pile. Yeah, talk about our opinions of anything right. and and run the very high probability of just adding to the mix in something that we would inadvertently say or or whatever else. And so we're not really interested in that. Well um, and I think if we're learning anything in this whole thing, it is that everyday information changes and um everyone, the smartest people working on this everyone yeah is learning something new about it every day and so to begin to think that we have answers to to any of this is not why we're having this conversation yeah um or like you said to add any more uh crazy information to um what's already out there but i do think that we stumbled on something the other day um here's the really vulnerable part of us um we were we were just having a couple of days of just really really struggling relationally and um, kind of hit uh, a point where we were having an argument and we um, took us a while to find our way through yeah through it um, 
but we kind of landed on um, the idea that, that the, everything that was going on outside of that room <laughs> uh, in the rest of the world, um, uh, the pandemic, all of everything that comes with that, uh, was affecting us um, on a level that we weren't um, acutely aware of. Yeah. And so um, we that was the part that we wanted to talk about. Um, yeah, because we, like everyone else out there, I mean, at this point, you don't even say some others or a lot of others. I mean, like literally, everyone. we, like everyone else out there, um, have been affected by this mm -hmm. personally. Um, we have been affected because um, we have um, one person, or two people in our lives who are, are in the high risk category. Mm -hmm. Your mom, who mm -hmm. has had... Um, who has you know, had breathing issues and pneumonia, pneumonia before, and, yeah. and, and all that kind of stuff. My mom, who is on immunosuppressing drugs right now because she was the recipient of a liver and kidney tra transplant just a few months ago. Um, so they're both very much in the high risk category. So that kind of, you know, mm -hmm. that that makes us a little more aware. Um, we have a new grandson at home who just turned four months old and. While we're hearing that they're not as in the high risk category necessarily for like death, and there's all kinds of other complications mm -hmm. that can come from that. So, so then it's not just about us worrying about our you know family members out there, but there's also like we're like, what are we coming home with every day? So you know responsibility and all yes, this. yeah, yeah. So there's that. Um, we have both been laid off from our jobs. Both mm -hmm. of our jobs have shut down, um, and which again is like, maybe not, maybe not in this category, like everyone out there, but certainly is like probably most other people that are out mm -hmm. there um, that um, that have experienced some kind of disruption. Um, mm -hmm. And I mean, we're both looking at returning to our jobs at some point in time um, that we're trying to figure out right now. Um, but, uh, but still we have been affected by that. And so, and then we're at home in these concentrated environments and, um, and we have these things going on. And then, you know, like we go to the, the grocery store yesterday, um, Ugh. and it was just a shit show. I mean, it was like, like, I mean, there were, first of all, the first thing I said to you was like, my God, the parking lot is full. And there were mm -hmm. some few things that, like, we needed a, for a, a few certain food items. Like, we didn't go for... Uh, and it was not Corona. I'm just going to put no, that it was not. There. It was not. Um, but, I mean, it was it was bread and it was eggs. I mean, like, two, two staples in our family, right? right. That, that we were, like, out of and or, or going to be out of this week. And so, you know, we needed Well, and to, we even intentionally waited till the afternoon... Um, you know, we were kind of timing this in hopes of the least amount of people out there. Um, yeah. You know, that kind of thing. And um, and so, you yeah. know, we get in there and it's like nobody is paying any attention to social distancing. Um, there's, I mean, you know, like nobody is paying attention to, you know, sanitizing any of the the keypads keypads or screens and the checkout lines and you know employees are huddling together and having close conversations and then walking and, over to check our IDs and right in our faces yeah and, and we're like we're like Whoa. it doesn't feel like it doesn't it feels like we just stepped into a a building that doesn't know no, what's, what's going, going on, on. Right? right no and I, there um, was one there was one girl working there that was actually irritated at at another at a, at a customer when we first walked in because she was waiting for a cart that could be sanitized and she's like we've already sanitized all these right and <laughs> you know as you're pulling out the sani wipes from the little you know right, walk right, right, entry right. thing and sanitizing yours again and it's like you know this isn't the time where we can just trust that you did that right. but she was irritated that somebody didn't trust her that she had done right. that but there was no evidence walking in that anybody had any care or concern um and then the people shopping just were almost like, they look at you funny if you decided to wait and let them pass and then go right. around or anything like that. And I'm just like, I, by the time we left, I had, I had a, a thing of Lysol wipes in the Jeep and um, I just wiped down everything before it entered into the Jeep, mm -hmm. even the bread. Like I was wiping down everything wiped. 
our handles down. I wiped, I mean, you know, I mean, just everything because I thought everybody's hands were everywhere. And it was just like this escalating ah, in, stress. And by the time we got in the car, we just kind of sat there and we're like, what did we just do? Right. And you have this realization that, God, if I didn't do this right, I'm going back home to our daughter and her grandson. Right. Like, what else do I need to do before I walk in that door? And, and it's just, it's a lot. And this is, like, this is this the state of the unknown that exists right, right now. Right. That there is just, you know, there there is a lot of good information that's coming out. Mm-hmm. But there is still just a lot that we just don't know. And and, and, the, and I think it's too that the, the risk people are willing to take to say, to err on the side of this isn't a big deal. Right. That kind of blows my mind a bit. And um, which leaves me, if everybody was on the same page, you know, I think as far as, um, hey, this is high risk and um, we're all going to, you know, hunker down and take take care of ourselves as a community i think i would my stress level would be a lot lower right but this reality that there is a whole you know probably a good you know 40 to 50 percent that's totally just making something up but uh people out there who just really don't believe this is something we should be concerned about so it's it leaves for a i think a strange mix of caution fear and a little bit of almost insanity, like if you have caution or you have fear, mm-hmm. then you you sit in this insanity category. So it's a really mixed up um, experience. And I think the one thing that everybody does have in common um, is like this low-lying anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's whether... You think this is all a bullshit conspiracy made up by whomever to undo whomever, right? Right. Or whether you are like, you know, one of those people, like somebody sent me a picture that, you know, showed up at Walmart duct taped up in garbage bags. Like they created their own hazmat suit, right? So whatever end of the spectrum that you end up on Mm -hmm. and everything in between, what we all have in common is this low-lying level of anxiety and really, really, I think, based in, like you said, in fear because there is something to be afraid of. Mm -hmm. Now, for some, some are afraid of the virus and its effects. Uh, Some are afraid of being out of work, mm-hmm. right? And some are afraid of what it's going to do to the economy. Some are afraid of being locked in their homes for too long. Some are afraid of, um, if I go outside, you know, how uh, contagious is this kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. There's, there's, there's fear that kind of runs the spectrum in many, many different faces, many, many different, um, uh, in how it plays out and mm-hmm. in a person's life and how um and how they're processing it it's just this fear like this underlying fear and you have some people i think that are trying to deny it and pretend like it doesn't exist like their fear doesn't exist is what i'm saying and then you have others that are like full on giving into it and what what you and i kind of came to is that we were having this difficulty connecting with each other because we both had our different sets of fears mm-hmm. that were at work with within us mm-hmm. um, that were causing us to react to those fears and and it created tension mm-hmm. and and mis- misunderstanding and misunderstandings yeah and once we recognized that that was what was going on, then you and I vocalized our fears to each other. And we said, even in like, especially for me, it took me a while to even figure it out. I had well, to, yeah, me too. I had yeah. to process it for a period of time. Um, but it's like once we vocalized it, all of a sudden we were back in sync again. Wouldn't you say? I mean. Yeah, I would. And I, and I think uh, the problem with, uh, you know, we've talked about this in previous podcasts about uh, 
surviving versus living. And the problem with survival um, is that when it is this low level anxiety, we tend to we tend to try and operate fairly normally. Yeah. Um, with a sense of crisis. But when things get really serious, we go ahead and let go of normal. And we move into this new space of everything's mm. different, right? Mm. So we're, we were operating in that space of survival that still trying to hold on to normal. And, um, and I think that's where it got difficult because we both hadn't made that leap to, hey, no, everything's different. The game has changed. Um, and we have to just do everything different. Yeah. Um, so I think it's that transition time, which I imagine the majority of Americans or, or beyond America are sitting in, in that category. In the ca- world, yeah, yeah, for sure. sure are sitting in that sure. category. And there's obviously oh, heartbreaking numbers of people who have already moved into that other phase of truly, you know, surviving for their life. And um, so I think it might make it difficult for us as a community you know if you and i were realizing some kind of tension in the midst of somewhat normal life um you know the tension that we're feeling as a community when we walk into fred meyer and you're not afraid of the same thing that i'm afraid of and right right now i i want to tell you all about it i want to tell you why you piss me off right now um and i imagine that it's it's very similar and the, the discourse we feel with one another in the community versus if we're all in that catastrophic survival space and, you know. Yeah. But. And I think that when you, when you take all of that and then you isolate people within their homes, and so maybe it's a... Um, you know, there's Misha. <laughs> um, the neighbor has free chickens, ride, free range chickens <laughs> in and the they're neck. in our yard and it's driving her nuts. She has not learned that she could just jump off the deck and have them. Let's if hope she wants that she does not, <laughs> not learn that. that. You know, Yikes. anyway, um, when people are home isolated and now that might be with a partner, um, it might be with your kids. It might be with a roommate, um, you know, and let's specifically within that context. I mean, uh, you know, your mom is home isolated alone. alone, and and like we try to take her things once in a while, but we cannot go see her. We can't <laughs> be in her home. But mm-hmm. that's a totally different thing that you and I even talked about. This we we honestly don't don't know what that's about. <laughs> I mean. We've been together a very long time in the same home. We don't know what alone is like, you no. know. Um, but when you're when you're home isolated like this, then it, it becomes, I think, like this petri dish for fear. Like it just mm-hmm. it because you you don't have the normal the normalcy of life to break up those things that sometimes um, sometimes you might be afraid of anyway. Um, it might be you know, normal fears, you know, that sort of thing. And then, but now it's like, we don't have anything to break those, those patterns up. And so we just like, like we, like we grow fear at a much faster rate. And, and when there are other people involved, you know, home isolated, like getting getting with a family or group or whatever, then everybody is kind of processing in their own little ways too. And it can become pretty contentious, pretty fast. I think, um, what, what I'm not really prepared to talk about openly right here is what my fear looks like. Um, and I say that not because, um, I'm holding something back from, you know, whomever might listen to this, I say that because I think it would be pretty boring podcasting <laughs> because it takes me a long time to verbalize mm-hmm. what is going on inside of me. That's that's my makeup. You and I talked about this a little mm-hmm. bit too, right? Um, you may be able to verbalize what your fears are more quickly than than I can. 
what I can talk about, and I actually think this might be a little bit more helpful because it was helpful to you and me, but is just to talk about recognizing how we process fear differently Mm -hmm. so that we can have grace for each other, right? So that there can be acceptance and and so that I can recognize when it's your fear as opposed to you just being angry at me or something, Mm -hmm. right? Right. And then we can actually have that conversation. Um, Well, if if we're really honest to try and tackle what the fear is specifically, just like the information changes every day, I think that does too. The fear changes every day. Yeah. Right. And so it's like grasping wind right now. What doesn't change is how I process my fear and how you process your fear. Mm -hmm. That is fairly consistent. Um, For instance, in Fred Meyer. (laughs) um, Oh, I wasn't going to say that. Uh, I did on social media. I mean, seriously, if you can't, you can't uh, realize what we're in, you need to fix your staffing issue. And I mean, yeah, it's a, yeah. So while we were in there, um, you know, you, you said something that I, that I think is very funny and very true of you and so different from me. I don't know what you're going to (laughs) say. And you said you were seeing all the employees, you know, not respecting social distancing and not wiping down things and somebody getting irritated at a customer for wanting it wiped down. And you just wanted to tell them all what they should be doing. And And I'm like, that's your fear response is that you go into like high justice mode and you're going to fix this. There is a solution. It doesn't have to be like this. Thus... There would be no fear. (laughs) (laughs) And A plus B. (laughs) Me in the grocery store is let's get the fuck out of here as fast as possible. (laughs) I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want anybody to look me in the eye. I don't want to. I'm like, let's just get out. You know, I don't like what's going on here. Let's get away from it. (laughs) And we have wildly different (laughs) fear responses, I think. So if, if it's not about being in Fred Meyer and it's about being in our basement. Yeah. Then God, case there's some things about you and the way you're responding right now that if you would just do this this and this. Yeah. It would be fixed. Yeah. And you're like, I need to go and for I'm a like, run. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like I am feeling unsafe from your justice seeking <laughs> in this moment. I need to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> um, exactly. But that those now Fortunately, I think we have done a lot of pre-work, you and I, yeah. in trying to, in over the last couple of years, in fact, we even talked about yeah. your journey through the year of you and all that. I was very much, a, a, you know, engaged in your journey, had my own mm-hmm. journey in, in that time as well. And so, I mean, there's been a lot of self-work we've done to be, to start recognizing some of these things about ourselves. Um, you know, there's tools that we've, the Enneagram has been like super helpful yeah, yeah. for you and I. And understanding, yeah, because we like, just described a six and a nine right there. We just did. Perfectly. We totally did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so that it it helps us to, I think, to get to that. It helped us the other day mm-hmm. to get to that place a little more quickly. Yeah. Um, but it's something that I would encourage anybody that is currently self-isolated with one, two, five other people in their home right now. Right. To go through that together. Yeah. Um, to just say, hey, this is what I'm feeling right now. This is what it makes me want to do. Um, and I'm not saying it's the right response. But I'm I'm just being honest that this is what, yeah. like, this is the, <clears throat> the response that that comes up in me. And it's... Um, and it's like my, my instinctual kind of response to this. Um, there's another layer to the response though, and that is management. And as, uh, as adults, we've learned skills throughout our entire life to manage emotional responses to things. And so, um, or we could probably also call those like a coping skill that we've learned how to, this is what I, what I do to handle the feeling of fear. Right. Um, I was talking to a friend yesterday um, who has um, elementary, junior high age kids Mm. and how, uh, you know, she feels a bit like, you know, she gets to take all the brunt of 
you know, them being home and all of that on herself. And, and we were talking about how that, uh, can, that kids are far more physical about the emotion that they're feeling. So it's really Mm kind of out there and it's a lot easier to see. It might not feel very good, but as adults, we tend to do all kinds of things from suppressing it to uh, managing it in other ways and, or subversive ways of letting it, you know, come out sideways. Right. And, and it really hit me yesterday um, after that conversation and then with the one that we had had it the day before or two days before was that um, th- that having space to be able to articulate the fear that you're experiencing or not even knowing that it is fear. So to sit your family down and be able to say, hey, what are you afraid of in this might be a little bit like, well, I don't know. I'm not afraid of anything. Um But to be able to say, you know, what is it that everybody's feeling right now? What are you going through? You know, to really be able to allow space for um, processing and maybe really pay attention differently to behaviors that people have within the house that seem a little bit, um, uh, a little bit more, um, okay, vivid than they normally Mm. are, um, but also looking at our responses, if our responses to people to each other is more vivid, um, we're probably dealing with some of that low lying anxiety. I'm sounding like I know something here, and I don't. I really don't know anything about this other than just experience in no, being we're a family. talking about our experiences and what we've right. witnessed. We're not, yeah, yes. Yeah. But just that it's a very, it is a very real thing. Um, and I think there are really good um, conversations from professionals that are mm-hmm. happening about this. Everything from, you know, from kids and kids at home to... Um, um, to understanding... Self and... Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Or, or even understanding more, like, having a trusted source for knowing more accurate information about the virus itself. Right. Um, Rather yeah. than a lot of different voices coming in. Yes. and. Um, but also being able to know when it's time to take a break from it all and to, to step back. And this thing's going to be evolving at, you know, very fast paces as we go. And we can plug in whenever necessary. It will be evolving at fast paces. But what we are coming to understand with, and I think with more and more clarity, is that it will not be over quickly. No. And there's a, and so, a little bit of a settling in to this information and to... Um, all of this that that we have to decide how does that look within our four walls what works within our our you know nucleus of people that we are sheltered in with being intentional about having conversations with those who are in your home about um about being honest with where you're at and Mm -hmm. all of that it becomes i think absolutely Mm -hmm. important um the the longer this goes and, I mean, for us, we haven't even been a full week isolated. No. Well, you have been off work for Yeah, a week. I've been off of work a week now. Yeah. Um, um, and for me, you know, I <laughs> it's, I don't know if we... No, we haven't joked about this on, on a um, podcast yet. But it, my brother and I have been joking about how, for us, being um, introverts, um, this is like... God, you just gave us the best thing ever. We're not allowed to touch people. We don't even have to talk to people. We have to stay six feet apart. Like, wow, bring it on. Right. And other people um, are dying, you yeah. know, internally yeah. from from yeah. this because this is absolutely the opposite experience right. for them. Um, and, and understanding which people in your home are wired which way. I'm seeing some beautiful things happening in this time. People are connecting in different ways because they see they need to connect. Mm -hmm. And I think being aware that we need to connect with each other is a huge revelation. We get so busy in life that we don't know what we need. And being able to sit down for a moment and be honest with ourselves and say, no, we do need each other. We need to connect. We need to connect in humor. We need to connect in games with each other online we need to have a you know a group movie um you know virtually we need to have um 
you know, Zoom conferences and things. I have two of them coming today that I'm, you know, really looking forward to. And and all of a sudden, we all have a space for these things. Well, the other thing that we're seeing, too, is these really beautiful outpourings of love um, in in the larger community too mm-hmm. um, you know our our uh, our neighbors brought us a roll of toilet paper and some uh, bars. and some yeah some bars and you know just to say hey we're thinking of you and and that sort of thing they just left him on the doorstep yeah and you know didn't violate any social distancing, you know, mandates or anything like that, but just wanted to bring something that, you know, just to say, we're thinking about you. We're not, you're, you're not in this alone. Um, the, uh, you know, I was thinking about the other morning when, um, we laid in bed and, you know, one of our, our favorite bands together, they just had an impromptu Instagram live concert and, and, they took requests from people and, you know, and we just got to just listen to them, you know, play the music that we have loved for so long. And, and it was, and, and I'm hearing of that happening by a bunch yeah. of other artists the too. The people that are suddenly being able to use their gifts and talents yeah. that's beyond occupation. Um, innovation is blowing my mind right now. Um, it reminds me of stories I heard from my great-grandmother who was born in 1901. The innovation that she saw, the wars that she experienced, you know, lived through. Um, you know, the factories that were turned from one product into another product that was needed during wartime. Um, that's pretty much what's happening again now. Yeah. And seeing people say, you know, uh, Dry Fly, a distillery here in Spokane has decided, hey, the, the leftover product of what we do here in making spirits creates sanitizer, right? Hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer. Yeah. So we're going to, they, they got the FDA approval and they're making this and, and they're giving it away. Giving it away for free. And, yeah. um, and it's like people are looking at, um, there was another guy who I don't even know who it was, but I saw it come across social media who turned his um, manufacturing um, company or his um, facility into design he designed face masks for um, medical Mm. and refabricated his facility to um, make these at a you know fast pace and can now you know put those out and make them first community and i'm just like you know when people are given the call and the space to um to give to rise to something um that's the humanity i really enjoy witnessing that makes me think that we do get through this on a better side, um, that the normal that we will have when this is over is going to be a better normal than the one that we started with. just need to stay away from Fred Meyer in order to keep that mindset. Um, you know, cause there is a lot of stupid out there. Um, yeah. But. And I, and I think that yes, there is. Um, and you know, I'm, again, I'm not, I'm not judging you for this. Cause I said this, the exact same words. There's a lot of stupid out there, but I think do like just what we're talking about. There's a lot of afraid out there. Um, oh, yeah. And that that makes you do stupid things right. at times. Right. And um but there is also like these really like beautiful warming outpourings of just love and humanity yeah. that are happening. Uh, and yeah. we have to be intentional about seeing those things too. So seeing, that we don't lose hope. Yeah, seeing them, but also looking for ways we can do those things. And it yes, may be yes. as small as inside our own house where we're um, we're looking to recognize how fear is being um, articulated in another family member. Um, but it may be just, um, you know, we got to go to the store. We got to buy the things that we need. What is it that 
you know, Sydney needs it makes her comfortable mm. in fear. Is it ginger beer? She loves ginger beer. Is it, you know, what what is it that's creating um, the space to be, um, uh, to kind of help that low level anxiety to just yeah. feel a little bit more at ease? Like you can, you can set it aside and feel, um, you know, still feel human in the midst of this and not be overrun by fear. Um, I would disagree with you on one thing. There is just stupid out there. <laughs> it isn't provoked by fear. It just exists. Right. <laughs> and for some reason, we're drawn to it. <laughs> Tiger King. Let me just say that again. Um, but no, there's just... I, I think that um, it, it is very easy for me to get caught up in um, the ridiculousness that is going on out there. Yeah. Um, so I, it takes conscious choice for me to to stay plugged in to the innovation and to the heart. And um, but I think it's also going to require me to do the same thing mm-hmm. to be innovated, to take the Oreos we bought to our next door neighbor. Yeah. Um. You know to to think more creatively. Um. In a way that doesn't just serve myself, but to serve somebody else. Yeah. Um. And so that we can come through this as a time that had a sweetness to it in the midst of the fear. Well, and I think, you know, to that point too, I I think I'm pretty safe in saying this, that the more that we look outside of ourselves and we look to be a part of good Mm -hmm. that we can do um, for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's maybe it's that I need to go take a walk by myself or a, a run. Maybe it's that I need to um, play some music. Maybe maybe I need to light a candle and drink some wine. Maybe you know something like yeah, that, yeah, right? Yeah. Or it's serving somebody else in my family and mm-hmm. you know doing something or you know taking Oreos to our neighbors. Mm-hmm. Even the smallest of things, right? The more that we can step outside of ourselves, the more I think we can um, not eliminate, but we can create at least some breaks in that fear cycle mm-hmm. to just slow it down, you know? Um, but and I, one, of, one of the things I think we were both taught about anxiety um, from therapy was um, the ability to take a step back from it by by breathing, breathing exercises to actually lower um the adrenal response to fear or to anxiety and i think when you give yourself that time that you're talking about to do those things or to stop and to think for a moment before responding is exactly doing that it's a it's allowing that adrenal response that we the fight or flight and right now i think we're we're all primed for fight or flight um and being able to just step back and take a deep breath thing remember humanity remember you know these things that you talked about self-care comes to mind when you listed all those things saying it's okay in this time to take care of yourself we're we're not as busy so giving space um for hearing what it is that your body needs your soul needs your mind needs yeah for sure um you know it, it brings to mind you saying that you know like when you get on a flight and they talk about the if you know if if the cabin loses pressure the masks drop put your mask on yourself before you even help your child right and um seems so contrary to what you should do right yeah it seemed you know um but why well it's because if you pass out they die Mm -hmm. right and so um i i i think that covers so many other areas of our lives that if we're not practicing self-care if we're not putting our own oxygen mask on then how in the world can we help our kids how in the world Mm -hmm. can we help our partners spouses neighbors um whomever roommates right um it it becomes so much more difficult um if if we focus on, um, okay, well then, 
I'm going to deal with this fear response by just helping everybody else. And I don't, I don't take care of me. put a big disclaimer on the front of this just saying that we're not we're not trying to be you know professionals therapists counselors anything like that it's not that this is just about what we have experienced Mm -hmm. um and i and i i think they're good experiences that we've had and you know and i think we have um we failed a few times in this Mm -hmm. where we missed each other and Mm -hmm. and and then we've really um had some big wins with each other too in that we've um, that we've taken the time to stop and and um, evaluate our own mm-hmm. emotions, our own feelings, our own responses, and then to try to recognize and learn what uh, what your responses mm-hmm. are, right? And um, and I say, what's the worst that can happen if you do that? <laughs> you know? I mean, let's say that doesn't. Let's say that that's not a, a, a fix for anything. It's certainly not bad. <laughs> it certainly doesn't yeah. hurt anything. But I really do think it will... Um, I really do... I know that it put you and I in a better place for moving through the anxieties and the fears of the current time um, and the, the compounding things that just seem to stack up, mm-hmm. right? Um, and And I think it... I really think other people could could benefit from the same thing Mm -hmm. um you know we don't um you know i don't i don't want to like even begin to talk about you know personality types and how different i mean Mm -hmm. i i think that is Mm -hmm. um a much more informed conversation than you or i or probably i mean we we have fun talking about those things Mm -hmm. but you know that's about it um but we've learned a lot from, you know, things like um, like the Enneagram, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, where people have spare time, right? Enneagram could be a really interesting study, you know. And I think it's just, yeah. it's very helpful. Um, I, again, I don't think it's an end-all. I don't think it's, you yeah. know, perfect by any means. But it's helpful, you know. And there are other things like that out there, too, that you can begin to recognize um, say, hey, I recognize these traits about myself, and I recognize these responses about myself, but I also recognize these traits about you, mm-hmm. and in your responses too, and and so by by learning to recognize those things, we're able to move through them a little differently, mm-hmm. um, with more um, patience for not only for you. But patience for me too. Mm-hmm. Like I have to have patience with myself sometimes, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is. I mean, I, I think it. Again, it it doesn't hurt to learn more about yourself or to learn more about someone else. Yeah. And I don't think there's any better time than in a time of crisis like this. Right. Yeah. I. I mean, these are these are sweet times to shut off the TV. Um, you know, there there are some good um, podcasts out there around the Enneagram. Ooh, I know one. I know one, too. It's the same one. Um, I mean, I was talking about ours. You were talking about something else. But we don't... This is the first time we've mentioned I, the Enneagram. I know. I said I I meant know, an Enneagram I said I know before pod. you said the Enneagram, though. <laughs> That's what I get for cutting you off. Anyway. Um, I ruined your point. Our... our Podcasts are not necessarily appropriate for a whole family to sit down to, so I have to be careful. No, that. that's very true. Yeah, unless you're in our family. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, anyway, my point being that sometimes sitting in, in, together and listening to something becomes that objective person in the room who um, mm. can start a conversation that might be difficult to start that might be necessary. You know, if you were to listen to one of these podcasts on the Enneagram, it could be a great time for as a family to start saying, oh, wow, that's 
that kind of, I connect with that description. Um, I think I respond that way and be able to have these open conversations. Sometimes something like a podcast can do that, um, in a way that could be very, um, constructive in a time like this. Um, may even give you some good laughs because I think it gets a little quirky sometimes when we start to go, you know, when I tell you, you, you know, your nineness is coming out. <laughs> um, we all know what that means now and, right. you know, things like that. And, um, but it's also helpful for me, you know, in this time to recognize right now that the type, uh, the Enneagram type that I am does want to solve the problem um, does want justice to exist in this somehow um and i tend to want to overrun oh jump over fear um because i can't let fear win out so um so that tends to drive me to solutions um which also can make me a lot less empathetic of others around me because i'm so solution-based yeah and so understanding that about myself can help me to take a step back and go, whoa, Jess, you just like, you know, you just slayed all the zombies. You did not stop and see if anyone was with you. Um, and just, yeah, <laughs> just under, you know, understanding, you know, how we're personally wired helps us to know when we have to, t you know, take a step back and yeah. recognize people around us. But. So I know we've we've talked a lot about um, we've mentioned not talked a lot we've mentioned the Enneagram many times. We're big fans of the Enneagram. We're not. Mm -hmm. we, I don't think either one of us intended on mm -mm. pushing the Enneagram today. Um, I here here's what I would say though. We have come across a few really good resources that um, that um, that we can mm -hmm. uh, make available to people. Mm -hmm. um, podcast episodes we've listened to online kinds of resources, not just Enneagram related, but other related to, there's even a really great, um, like online therapy site that, that uses real clinical therapists and, and, mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. And so, um, but, uh, if, if anyone wants any of those resources, then I would say just hit us up on Facebook or Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, we'd be happy to share those with you, but we won't won't go into it a whole bunch with this one. No, but, but there, I think there are good, solid things out there, things that have existed prior to this crisis yeah. um, that I think can be depended on, um, at least to help navigate some yeah. of the waters of stress um, in this. But um, And I would just, I think in, in the end of this, to understand that our level of fear and what we're experiencing um isn't necessarily the level that somebody else might be right now. Absolutely my, not. my heart really goes out to some of these kids that are home now who use school as a refuge yeah. from difficult situations at home. Um, domestic abuse, you know, um, other, other things that might be yeah. existing. Um, parents whose stress levels are much higher. Um, and so behaviors that are already um, an issue or a problem can yes. be accelerated um, everything from um, drinking to anger to you know all kinds of things that create yeah. abusive yeah, yeah. situations and I think um, you know we may need to pay attention to some of that around us and we may need to be advocates at times for things that we see I agree um, but also just really aware that when we think, you know, for those of us who have a somewhat um, safe or normal, you know, home situation, others really do not. And this time is a, a really scary time for them because it's compounded by something that yeah. already exists in the home um, relationally. So, yeah. um, and so the social workers who are out there doing that kind of work um, are a special kind of front line. Um, yeah. Uh, and I, you know, just shout out, I guess, to them too knowing that that's hard work that's being done right now. Um, True. And True. then I would take advantage of therapy, therapy resources. Um, this isn't something to just power through, but if you feel that this is more than you can manage in a day, reach out. Um, that's what they're there for. Yeah. Um, this time they are making themselves available, both online, um, on the phone, things like that. And those resources are, um, are pretty vast right now. Um, this isn't something you just, you just power through all the time, you know? Right. Right. So, 
So, that's our special edition podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it did make me want to talk about, on another episode, how faith plays into oh, fear. that's good. Ooh. Because we've seen a lot of... Um, Interesting. I won't say stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We've seen a lot of interesting responses from the faith community and how this um, gets, you know, managed and handled. So I think that would be an interesting conversation. We'll call that coming soon. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just throwing it out there because I think that would be an interesting conversation to have. Good. Uh, So we began with a failed drink uh, that we know to... I did like my little shot of bourbon. Oh, yeah, yeah, your bourbon on the rocks. Mm-hmm. We've converted you into something else now. It's uh, pretty well. You're hardly even making a face as you drink it anymore. Uh, I had one in there <laughs> for a while. I thought I was going to make you laugh with it, but you, you seemed to overcome it quite well. I was right in the middle of, like, a thought. Like, I was <laughs> I saying something. I'm sorry. And you're happened. busting up. And, like, I I held it together, man. You did. I did good. You did. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Well, then... Uh, I, I hope everybody stays safe and stays healthy out there. And um, and please follow all of the guidelines that have been set out about cleanliness and washing of hands and sanitizing often and staying home. Please, please, please stay, please, home. Please, please stay, stay home. home. Yeah. All right. We love everyone. <laughs> Bye.